everyone. Welcome back to Movie Morning. It is now 2024 and we have a full year of new movies to look forward to. Tons of stuff that I can't wait to see and that's what I'm going to be doing today. Counting down my most anticipated movies of 2024. Every movie, all the movies that I'm the most excited for coming out this year and this was a hard list to do, man. I've been working on this list for almost six months now trying to make sure I don't miss anything and I think I've done the best job I can at doing that. At least I sure hope so. I have so many honorable mentions to talk about, which is why I'm going to try to get this over quickly. But 2023 was a wild year for movies. We had some really high highs, some very low lows, some massive disappointments. And I definitely hope 2024 will be better than it. Although, looking at the release calendar, it isn't as packed with as many sequels and big blockbusters, I think, as 2023. And maybe even 2022 was. But we have a few very exciting movies from very exciting filmmakers that I can't wait to see. And this is going to be a varying list stuff, like all the way from family films, all the way to very hard-edged movies and that's really what movies are all about that the variety in them that's why i love them so much and that's what i hope to show very clearly talking about some of the movies that i'm very excited for going in to 2024 i have so many honorable mentions so i'm gonna get into it quickly so let's get into it my honorable mentions before we kick it off with the top 10 and by the way make sure to let me know what is your most anticipated movie of 2023 2024 is in the q a section on spotify so let's get started my honorable mentions and as always, there are going to be some movies that I missed, some movies I didn't even realize were coming out. So when it comes to those, I'm so sorry if I forgot them. And if you think there's a good chance that they would be some of my most anticipated movies, make sure to let me know in the Q&A section where I asked what your most anticipated movie is. You can also just include an extra thing in there about, I think you forgot this movie. But getting into my honorable mentions now, before we get into the top 10, first up, Transformers 1. This is the animated Transformers film that it's going to be a bit of an origin for Cybertron or something like that, or at least it goes... Back way before what we've seen so far. Chris Hemsworth is going to be voicing Optimus Prime. It's definitely very different from what we have. It's going to be really weird not to hear with Peter Cullen. But I like that we're doing another big budget animated Transformers movie. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. Godzilla Kong, A New Empire, The New Empire. I really enjoyed the first movie. I think this upcoming movie looks kind of trash and not in a good way. But if it's anything like that first movie, I'm excited to see it. And then beyond that, Mickey 17, wildly different from the two I just mentioned. I know that is Bong Joon-ho's new film who directed Parasite, a movie that I didn't love as much as a lot of other people, but Robert Pattinson is in it. It's a sci-fi movie. I want to see it. Wolves, this is a film directed by John Watts, and it stars Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Whenever you put those two together, and director I like, I want to see it, and it seems to be almost a bit of a crime film and a bit of a buddy cop, so definitely bring it on. Rebel Moon Part 2, The Scar Giver. I didn't love the first part, but I'm looking forward to this, as well as the director's cut of Part 1, probably even more so than Part 2, to be honest. Next up, Argyle, Matthew Vaughn's new film, one of my favorite filmmakers. Henry Cavill is in the lead role. People have been making fun of his haircut. I actually do like it, and I like the meta angle this movie's taking, but I probably would have been more excited if it was just a normal spy movie. But I think this movie is going to surprise a lot of people, and I think it can be really entertaining. Next up, Bad Boys 4. Apparently, it's titled Bad Boys Ride or Die. I couldn't get a confirmation on that. I really, really liked Bad Boys for Life. The whole team is coming back, so of course I want to see this. Next up, Inside Out 2. Inside Out is one of my favorite Pixar movies. I love that film. It's such, a, it's such an emotionally mature movie. And I saw it when I was really young. And it really resonated with me. And I feel like to following Riley a couple of years later with new emotions, it makes sense. And it feels like there, it is a natural way to go with the sequel. And this movie would have probably been in my top 10 if I personally felt like there was a drive that I needed a sequel. And I don't think I did with this film. And then Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. Again, I really enjoyed Ghostbusters Afterlife. Same logic as a lot of these. So I'm excited for this movie. I would have been more excited if Jason Reitman was returning to direct. Since he isn't, I am a little worried. 
And then two shout-outs to two films being directed or written and directed by people who are also on the internet talking movies. First up, High Top Films is Jason film. I can't wait to see that. It's coming out this year. Hopefully, he said it was delayed from the Christmas release. supposed to be in 2023. Can't wait to see his movie, and I have to shout him out there. And, of course, someone who definitely does not mean my shouting out because he's just way bigger than me. Chris Duckman's Shelby Oaks. Super excited for that. And those are all my honorable mentions for my most anticipated movies of 2024. Which, funnily enough, I believe looking at the list is longer than my top 10. But that's okay. Now let's get started with the actual top 10. Kicking off my top 10 is the Gladiator sequel. Gladiator 2, Gladiator Part 2. I don't know what they're going to call it yet. But I believe this movie is now in production. It's been in production for a couple of months. But a lot of people are speculating this movie is going to get moved to next year. But as of right now, it is still a 2024 movie. It's coming out at the tail end of the year. I absolutely love the first Gladiator. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's probably really Scott's best movie. And I'm not even the biggest fan of a lot of his films. And when it comes to this movie, the cast they've assembled is pretty insane. We have Paul Mescal, Denzel Washington. We have Connie Nielsen returning. Pedro Pascal. And we also have Joseph Quinn. We even have like Meg Cal Maui from Moon Knight. She's in this. We had a couple more people, but a couple people unfortunately dropped out because of the strikes. But this movie is going to be following the son of Connie Nielsen's character, Lucille. The character's name is... Lucius and Paul Mescal is the main character, and he's such a great actor, and I'm glad that he's getting a lead role, and the story is going to follow him as he idolizes Maximus Decimus Meridius, who was Russell Crowe's character, so at least it's not a sequel that's completely separate, but it's also taking place at least, what, at least a couple decades after the first movie, like when this movie is coming out, and I honestly never thought we were ever going to get this movie, and had Ridley Scott's track record over the past couple of years been better than it actually is, this movie would probably be in my top eight, seven, or Probably top five, to be honest with you. But me being pretty mixed on a lot of Ridley Scott's recent work, with the exception of The Martian, which I think is fantastic. It's still one of his best films. I'm a little worried that this movie is going to fall way below the original. But if there's one genre that Ridley Scott really thrives in, it is this one. So I really hope Gladiator 2 is as good as the first. And if it is, it is surely going to be one of my top three favorite movies of the year. And it has that potential, but it also has that potential to completely disappoint me. But I love the first Gladiator, and for that alone, Gladiator 2 comes in at number 10. Coming to my number 9 is The Fall Guy. Now, I love the con- the concept for this film. And I was actually hoping this movie would come out in March, like it was originally set to. That's only two months from now. But it did, did get delayed to May. It's one of the prime summer releases. So I really hope this, that means the studio does have confidence in this. I don't remember which studio is putting this out. I believe it might be Warner Brothers, although I could be wrong. I don't really know. When it comes to this film, I've been really excited for this ever since we heard about it when CinemaCon came out and people were explaining what they saw. And obviously we have Ryan Gosling, who's probably the hottest he's ever been right now. And I think a lot of people are going to go see this movie for him. And from the trailer, it makes him look really entertaining. This movie definitely has a bit of an action comedy vibe, and I really miss that kind of mid-budget action movie in theaters, and it feels like this movie could be that. And the concept of a stuntman who actually has to go on a mission and actually be an action hero is just so interesting, and I can't believe it's never been explored more. In a movie, we have David Leach directing. He, of course, was the original co-director of the first John Wick. Since then, he's directed Deadpool 2. I believe he directed Hobbs and Shaw. And he also recently directed Bullet Train, which I also really enjoyed and I had a lot of fun with, more than a lot of people, it seemed. When it comes to this movie, when I heard the concept, I think this movie was even higher than it was. Seeing the trailers, it does seem like there is a bit of a rom-com angle with Emily Blunt. And while I do love Emily Blunt, I kind of wish they ditched that side of the story and just focused on the whole stuntman turned action hero thing and I probably would have been more excited for this but the trailer does look very entertaining and it looks like just a really fun summer blockbuster and a big popcorn film and I'm very looking forward to seeing this movie and it's definitely a bit of an unorthodox movie an unorthodox pick for my top 10 but 
I can't wait to see this. Number eight, Richard Linklater's new film, Hitman. Now, the reason I'm really excited for this movie is that it stars Glenn Powell. That's not one of the main, that's not like the reason, but one of the main reasons is he's starring in the movie and he also co-wrote the movie alongside Richard Linklater. So almost, this is almost him trying to really give himself a really meaty film role and trying to, you know, break out even bigger in Hollywood. And he has been my main fan cast guy for tons of different roles in MCU and DC films. I'm really excited for this movie just for him to get more recognition because I absolutely loved him in Top Gun Maverick. And I've, I've just, over the last couple of years, really wanted to see more and more of him. And this movie seems to be potentially his breakout performance. He was even getting some awards buzz, but the movie got delayed into next year. I believe Netflix bought those films, so they'll be releasing on, on their streaming service. And I am way more excited for this movie than I feel like I should be. I'm not even all that familiar with Richard Linklater's filmography. I've seen some of his movies. I do like quite a few of them. But I love cop films, like crime films about, you know, criminals who kind of try to, you know, come back and redeem themselves or even the other way around you know cops that are good people that turn bad and turn to the criminal life i'm a big fan of that genre and this movie seems to be one of the more unique ones in there it's a cop and this and this story follows a cop who's working undercover as the most in-demand hitman in houston who breaks protocol and tries to help a woman out so i really like the genre this set and i love glenn powell and that's why really it's in my top 10 and again i feel like it's very hard to justify why this movie is as high as it is, but looking through my list, he this movie is one that I'm just more excited for than a lot of the other ones I've mentioned, and I almost feel like there isn't much justification for that. But something about the concept, something about the pictures we've seen, the images, the tone of the movie, from what I've heard people who've seen it, this movie just seems like it's going to be right up my alley, and I can't wait to see it. My number seven is If. This is John Krasinski's upcoming film director of A Quiet Place Part 1, A Quiet Place Part 2. It's kind of weird to talk about him as a director before an actor and his work on The Office and all that. But I absolutely love those movies. And the cast he's assembled for this movie looks extremely entertaining with, I believe he has a role in this movie as well. And then Ryan Reynolds is the lead character. We have Steve Carell who's making a, an appearance. We have Fiona Shaw, Matt Damon has a small role. Apparently Emily Blunt also has a small role. And Sam Rockwell as well, Maya Rudolph. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is one of the main characters. And this movie... I heard Ryan Reynolds describe as a live-action Pixar film. And not only knowing that John Krasinski was directing a movie with Ryan Reynolds, which I think had a lot of potential, him describing the movie as that and then seeing the trailer, this movie seems like it's in a movie that I'm going to be really enjoy. And it's going to see, I think it's going to be one of the biggest surprises this year, one of the best family films, because of the fact that it's kind of a very simpler concept, just about people and their imaginary friends, kind of. And then we meet a kid who's able to see everyone's imaginary friends. And I think it's a concept that could be very silly, and this movie seems like in the trailer it has the right tone. That kind of it kind of has that very heartfelt, very kind of warm drama that you would see in like in the eighties or nineties. And I love that kind of feel for a movie. And this movie seems to be the movie this year that's gonna capture that. And obviously John Krasinski having such a good track record, that brings this movie up a lot for me. And I can't wait to see this movie. I believe it comes out in the summertime, and I think that's the perfect time to release a film like this. Coming in at my number six is Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I absolutely loved the Planet of the Apes trilogy from the previous decade. Rise of the Planet of the Apes was great. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is one of the greatest movies ever made. And War for the Planet of the Apes I think is very underrated. And I think it's a fantastic movie. What Matt Reeves as well as Rupert Wyatt with the first film did with that trilogy was absolutely astounding. One of the greatest achievements I think in all of film history. And continuing 100 years later after that, I usually would say, don't ruin something perfect, but I feel like this is going to be so disconnected from that. Again, taking place hundreds of years later, almost as a 
I would say post-apocalyptic, but definitely a bit of an apocalyptic feel for humans in the sense that animals have taken over and it's now their world, but they definitely rightly deserve it because of how bad humans treated them. Continuing that story hundreds of years later with the totally new characters and Caesar almost being this legend that we're looking back on, I think is a really interesting idea. But I feel like my excitement for this movie definitely vanished a little bit when they announced the creative team. The writers for this movie did not get me very excited. I don't think they have the best track record. Wes Ball, I was not a fan of his Maze Runner films. I believe I saw the first two. I didn't like either of them, really. But then the trailer for this movie came out, and I was right back on board the hype train. And since then, Wes Ball has been tapped to direct Legend of Zelda. So I have to assume that someone saw his work on this movie and thought it was very good, because that's such a big IP. You're just giving over to someone who hasn't had that proven of a track record that audiences love. And when it comes to the trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, this movie looks like the epic continuation of Planet of the Apes. It still looks amazing. The visuals are incredible. And if it even recaptures some of the magic of that trilogy, this is, again, going to be my favorite, one of my favorite movies of the year. And the trailer gave me goosebumps. And that's why it's in number six on my most anticipated of 2024 list. Kicking off my top five is Furiosa of Mad Max Saga. Mad Max Fury Road is one of my favorite action movies ever made. I believe it's one of my top 30 or 40 favorite films. I believe I included it when I did my ranking a couple of years ago. And that movie is one of the greatest action movies ever. I love how practical and insane and bonkers and just crazy everything about that movie is. It's one of the most entertaining films ever made. And doing a Furiosa prequel ever since they announced it, I thought was a fantastic idea because the character had a really interesting journey in that movie, but I feel like there was so much more to explore. Unfortunately, though, I did want them to bring Charlize Theron back, but hearing that they were going with Anya Taylor-Joy, if you're not going to choose Charlize Theron, you pick an actress like Anya Taylor-Joy, who's equally equally as amazing, and I love her, and I've loved her in everything I've seen her in, seen her in, but I wasn't really sure how she would do as the action hero, but seeing the trailer, it completely sold me in every way. Again, it looks big, it looks epic. Chris Hemsworth looks, again, insane. What I love about the Mad Max universe, he seems like he fits perfectly. Not a look I would have imagined for him, but it certainly caught me off guard and certainly got a reaction out of me when I saw him. Again, the movie still looks the same. The action looks bananas. The world looks like it's been recreated very well. Does it look like it has a little more, little more CGI than the Fury Road? Yes, but I think people would be surprised if they go back and find out how much that movie was actually made digitally and how great it looks because of how much time they spent working on that movie partially because it did have a very troubled production but I would recommend you go back and look at that and I feel like by the time the movie comes out they would have nailed this because they finished shooting this movie over a year ago now and I feel like they don't have too much of an excuse for to put out a movie with lackluster visual effects and a lot of the action itself at least still looks very practical so based off Fury Road going, based off George Miller coming back to direct this this will probably be I'm assuming the last time he directs a Mad Max movie and I, I'm a big fan of this franchise. So, of course, this movie had to make my top five. Coming in my number four is Kung Fu Panda 4. Now, for those of you who have not, even if you have been listening to me for a couple of years, you'll probably be surprised at how high I have this movie. But Kung Fu Panda 2, I believe, was one of the first movies I ever saw in a movie theater. And it was at least the first movie I remember seeing in a movie theater. Like, actually seeing, remembering my reaction all that. So, I have a very... Very long connection to this franchise. I watched the first movie all the time when I was a kid. I related to Poe so much in a variety of different ways. I love those first two movies so dearly. I watch them. still watch them every now and then. And I'm certainly going to be rewatching them before this fourth film comes out. And based off that alone, I am so excited for Kung Fu Panda 4. Now, everything they've said as well from a plot perspective, I love. I love the idea of 
Poe becoming the spiritual leader of his Valley of Peace or whatever it is, and it's have someone. Any the plot of this movie is him finding someone else to replace his role as the Dragon Warrior. I'm still hoping it's Tai Long, but you never know. And I love the idea of again bringing Tai Long back. Long back. I don't know if they're going to bring back Chen. I believe that was the character's name from the second film. And Kung Fu Panda Two, by the way, is one of the greatest animated movies ever made. And I don't know if we're going to be doing that. I don't know if we're going to bring back the guy for the third movie. But I did leave out the third movie for a reason. That's that I was very disappointed by Kung Fu Panda 3. And that's why I've always wanted a fourth movie. Because I feel like we left off the franchise in not the best place. That was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. In terms of going to the movies. And I was also young enough to be have a pretty rare experience. In terms of being disappointed by something in a movie theater. And that was one of them. This movie can redeem that. This movie can be the final Kung Fu Panda movie I I needed it might not be intended to be that but i do think we've now had this is now the fourth film and the, and just having this franchise come back i never thought it would happen i love dreamworks and I've, as i've said before dreamworks was the primary animation studio in my opinion of my younger years i will always love pixar whenever dreamworks put out a movie i was going to go see that thing almost as soon as i could because they just produced movies that had the perfect mix of just being awesome in the sense that they, they were just cool movies, but also very heartfelt and have a really great story. And the How to Train Your Dragon movies are probably the best example of that. And all three of those movies are some of my favorite animated movies of all time. And Kung Fu Panda would also be there if the third movie was as good as the rest of the movies. So I love DreamWorks, and I love that we're getting more movies from them. But Kung Fu Panda 4, I'm probably setting my expectations too high. I just hope this is close to the quality of the first two movies. And if it is, it's going to be my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies of the entire year. And because of how much I love those first two movies, this movie is as high as it is on this ranking, which is probably a surprise to many of you. And while I love the idea for the plot and the villain with the chameleon, I didn't love the trailer they put out. I'm also not the biggest fan of Aquafina, and I don't have anything against her personally, but I just don't really think she's the greatest actress, especially when it comes to humor. I feel like when she does dramatic stuff, she's great. When it comes to humor and comedy, I don't really vibe with her style. But the other voice performances they have in here, like um, Ki-Hui Kwan they're bringing in, I can't wait. The Furious Five, I hope they get a bigger role than we've been led to believe because I love love them and I just want to see more of them. But yeah, I can't wait to see this film. Coming in at my number three is A Quiet Place Day One. Two prequels in the top five. I never thought I would see the day. But I love the first two movies. John Krasinski directed those as well. And there's a couple people in this list who have been kind of recurring figures in here. But I love those first two movies. And when it comes to this film, even just going alone, it is going to be A Quiet Place set on day one, which we got a tease of in A Quiet Place Part 2 with the opening scene, which was absolutely incredible. And ever since then, I've wanted a movie set on day one. But it didn't necessarily have to follow the main family. And that's exactly what we're getting. This movie stars Lupita Nyong'o and Joseph Quinn and Alex Wolf and Jaimon Hansu fantastic people to put into this world i love these movies are so terrifying and even more so what's pushed this movie up for me is that it's being directed by michael sarnowski who directed pig which is one of my favorite movies of the year it came out that starred nicholas cage and while it's not a one-to-one translation of i watched pig and thought this guy should direct the quiet place i can kind of see why from a dramatic standpoint you'd want to get a director like that and i'm assuming he has a bit of a horror background but i don't really know too much about him other than pig but having him as director, and even even this movie being potentially near as good as that opening scene in A Quiet Place Part 2, put this movie at number three for me again. This is going to be the most intense movie of the whole year, and I have no doubt of that being the case. I'm assuming this is going to be the loudest of the A Quiet Place films because it is day one, and it's when the monsters first came first came to Earth. And it's also almost got a bit of an 
alien invasion vibe with how they're coming in. So mixing that with the horror of the first two A Quiet Place movies sounds like music to my ears in the best way possible. So A Quiet Place Day 1 comes in at number 3. My runner-up is Dune Part 2. Now when it comes to last year's list, I believe I had this movie closer to the bottom of my top 10. And I think that's partly because of the type of movies that were coming out last year as opposed to this year, where this year there are more original movies and stuff that I'm really excited for that I don't know too much about. Last year, there were so many sequels and tons that I was so excited for. And when it comes to this year, it is a year number two. And I think my excitement for this movie has really only been building ever since it got delayed. And I actually like that it did because I feel like two years was almost too quick after the first movie. And I feel like two and a half years was the right spot. Denny Villeneuve, one of the greatest, Denny Villeneuve, one of the greatest directors of our time, Arrival, Sicario, Blade Runner 2049, Prisoners, Enemy, probably missing something big. Obviously, the first Dune. Like I said, one of the greatest directors of our time. I love his films, and he's just making movies on a big budget scale, unlike any other director out there, even including people like Christopher Nolan. And I loved the first Dune. I've already read the book, which is why I feel like this almost tempers my excitement a bit because I kind of knows what know, know what happens. And but I do usually like reading up on the source material before I go into an adaptation. And that's just my personal preference. That's how the directors made the film. So I feel like I can kind of relate to how their thought process was in terms of putting the movie together. Actually, it was. But I love the back half of this book and how it wraps up, how explosive it is. And Dune Part 2 from the trailer looks to be that. This movie has an absolutely epic trailer. It looks like it's going to be massive. It still looks like it's going to have the scale, but also the very intimate you know, dialogue scenes, the very slow pacing, the methodical pace that I loved of the first movie. Visually, again, it still looks absolutely outstanding. Just as good as the first movie, if not better. I'm sure they've had a couple years to make this movie look even better than the first one was, and that was incredible. Greg Fraser's returning as cinematographer. I assume, at least, I haven't checked that, but I don't think you can do this movie without him. I can't wait to hear more of Hans Zimmer's score. This movie looks to be the epic second half of the Dune saga, or at least the first film, and bring this movie on. I mean, the book's fantastic. The first movie is fantastic. How do you not be as excited for this movie as I am? But my number one most anticipated movie of 2024, I'm sure, is no surprise to many of you, and that is Deadpool 3. I've just noticed I've got a lot of really more adult-oriented movies at close to the top of the list this year, which is not in terms of just rated R films. That's not really where I gravitate towards a lot of the time. But Deadpool 3, to me, is the movie experience in 2024 that without question I am the most looking forward to experiencing. When it comes to the first two Deadpool movies, I love the first movie and I even really like the second one, I think more than a lot of people. This third movie, it was already going to be in my top 10. Sean Levy was directing and I've loved his collaborations with Ryan Reynolds over the past couple of years. Then you bring in Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, the comic book hero that I, again, associate most with my younger years. I feel like he just represented so much of what I love about comic book movies. The definitive Wolverine for live action. You team him up with Ryan Reynolds. That's a collaboration in terms of those actors we've wanted to see for years. And now, this many years later, Hugh Jackman finally getting to return. Because for me personally, I didn't see Logan in a theater because I was too young to go see it. It was rated R. This is the final at least apparently, well, apparently not final, but this is the Logan, Wolverine, and Deadpool team I've been wanting to see for years. This movie looks like it's one of the most entertaining movies of the year. I love that it's rated R. Disney is letting them go all out. But it's honestly very easy to justify this movie being number one. And that for me is just Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, 
with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. What more could you ask for? This movie's going to be hilarious. It's going to be, gonna, like I said, one of the most entertaining movies of the entire year. If this movie disappoints, I think a lot of people are going to be completely out of the MCU. But I almost don't even see this as an MCU movie. To me, this is just a Deadpool movie that I really want to see because Wolverine is there with him. I honestly could care less about the multiverse shenanigans and the Fox X-Men cameos. I honestly wouldn't have even taken that direction with this movie. But what I think it does give them the opportunity to do is do a lot of really interesting meta-commentary where they're kind of poking fun at the MCU over the last couple of years and all their multiverse failures. And I think if they don't do that, it's going to be such a missed opportunity. In every single way, Deadpool 3 is the movie I'm most looking forward to this year. And aside from some movies that maybe don't have release dates yet, like Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, very little could change my mind, even if a trailer didn't 100% sell me on the plot itself, which we still don't even know. And the fact that we know so little about this movie, outside of this, that one photo, which I literally had me screaming when they released, with Hugh Jackman in the yellow Wolverine costume, which is everything I've ever wanted to see for Wolverine and his version of the character. Deadpool 3 comes in at my number one. It's my most anticipated movie of 2023. So as always, make sure to let me know what your most anticipated movie of 2024 is. I don't know why I said 2023 at the very end there. But make sure to let me know what your most anticipated movie of 2024 is in the Q&A section on Spotify. As always, I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.